The Lord has risen, the Lord has risen indeed. Christ was raised to life, the first fruits of the harvest of the dead. For since it was a man who brought death into this world, a man also brought resurrection of the dead. As in Adam all men die, so in Christ all will be brought to life. Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has done marvelous deeds. His right hand and his holy arm have won him victory. The Lord has made his victory known. He has displayed his righteousness to all the nations. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Lord is with you. Grace and peace to you from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord God, you have brightened this night with the radiance of the risen Christ. May his light so shine within our hearts, the church and the world, that our hearts, minds and bodies be renewed, the church be renewed and the world be renewed, and that we may serve you with all our being, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Friends, we have turned into this broadcast this morning in the name of Jesus, our Saviour and our loving Lord. We have read the Holy Scriptures and we are now ready to recall how Jesus made himself known to his friends in the breaking of bread and how the hearts of his friends were set ablaze as they talked and as they communed with him. May our hearts rejoice and our tongues be filled with praise as we meet Jesus in the proclamation of his word today. And so come, let us join together in prayer. God of life, by your Spirit, Jesus took flesh and dwelt amongst us. By your Spirit, Jesus walked the way of the cross. By your Spirit, Jesus was, <clears throat> pardon me, Jesus was raised from the dead. May that same Spirit open our ears and our hearts to your truth and empower us to live the resurrection life. And so we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, to him with you and the Holy Spirit, one blessed God, be glory and unending praise. Amen. Our reading comes to us today from Psalm 43, verse 1 to 5, Romans chapter 6, verse 3 to 11, and also from the Gospel according to St. Luke chapter 23, verse 13 to 35. From our first reading, Psalm 43, verse 5, has been singled out. It reads as follows. Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. And then from our second reading, Romans chapter 6, the verse that we would like to hold before you, as sermon unfolds before us today, is verse 4. It reads as follows. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the, through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. And then our final reading, Luke chapter 23, verse 21. The chief priests and the rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hope that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. That is the verse that I want to focus on this morning as the service begins to unfold before us. We had hope 
that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Verse 21. And so the theme of our devotions this morning is hope for all God's people. Friends, life is difficult and sometimes even complicated, but life is even more difficult than what we allow ourselves to believe. Despite all the blessings that we receive from the hands of God, many of Christ's followers still hope for many good things to come. Hoping for things to come, hoping for good things to come in the midst of a life filled with troubles, difficulties, hopeless moments, broken dreams, trials and challenging times, and that things does not always work out as we hope it will work out for us. But this kind of hope speaks to the depth of our faith in Jesus Christ. This kind of hope speaks to an unshakable trust in God. A life filled with difficulties, struggles and trouble always bring to mind these words. We hope things will improve. We hope things will be better tomorrow. We hope that we will be able to cope with the difficult situations in life. We hope that God will see us through this traumatic experience in life. We hope that everyone who contracted COVID-19 will recover from it. When things look uncertain in our lives, and our lives are without any direction, then we said, we hope I will discover God's plans and God's purposes for my life. In a difficult financial position, we would utter this word. We hope our financial position improve. Or when our lives had fallen apart, and it seems we say, we hope that God will help me to pick up the pieces of my life and to move on. Or we say that God will hear my cries and help me in my fight against COVID-19 when I have contracted the virus. Or we say that I hope that my son or my daughter will pass matric this year or that he will be able to complete his degree this year. In all of these mentioned situations, we are hoping that God will bring good out of them because we believe that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, that God works for the good of those who look at the situation through the eyes of Jesus Christ. True, two Christ followers were on their road to Emmaus or Emmaus, and they were talking about a very bleak and a very dismal situation. The events that had happened in Jerusalem over the last few days. They, they, <clears throat> their hope in the final goodness of God and love of God were dashed. The events in Jerusalem caused them to lose their hope and their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. These two disciples were walking from Jerusalem 
and they were on their way to a village located about 11 kilometers from Jerusalem. They were talking about what everybody was talking about, Jesus Christ. The events around the death of Jesus Christ. They were talking about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ on Mount Calvary. And they were talking about their hopes. While talking, a stranger joined them. What are you talking about? The stranger asked. Filled with despair and filled with a sense of helplessness, they began to tell the stranger about the most soul-destroying experience that had happened in Jerusalem and that the devastating effects of the death of Jesus Christ dashed their hopes. With heavy hearts, they were retelling the story of Jesus and that Jesus was now dead, sealed in a tomb for three days. They had hoped that Jesus would lead a rebellion against the Romans and march against the fortress of Antonia, where the detested Pilate lived, and be on the forefront of the expulsion of the Romans from their midst. In a state of disillusionment, they tell Jesus about the tale of women who visited his grave early that morning to embalm the body of Jesus but they could not find Jesus. Angels, men in white clothes, brought a message from heaven and said, He is not here, he has risen, and that their Redeemer lives, and that he will be going ahead of them into Galilee. A nonsensical story, they said. We don't believe it. Slow of heart to believe, Jesus said to them, in their moment of despair, sense of helplessness, state of disillusionment, Christ spoke to them. Christ spoke to them with love and understanding. Christ spoke to them with patience and wisdom. Christ spoke to them to clarify their perceptions and to restore their faded hope into a true and a living and an active hope. Christ told them the truth about himself. The people of the world were living in discord with God. Nature itself were in discord with God. And that he had come to die on the cross to reconcile creation and the whole created order and all, and to take all sin, the sins of human beings on him. And therefore, for you and for me, he was nailed to a cross. After three days in the tomb, he is alive. He has risen. Discovering this, the two brothers returned to Jerusalem to share the good news with the apostles. One thing these two brothers realized is how hopeless it felt without Christ in their lives and that it is only Jesus who can turn a devastating reality, a soul-destroying experience, a hopeless situation into hope, because Jesus is a trusted friend, and with this kind of awareness that Jesus Christ is present, they were felt and they were lifted above 
that soul-destroying reality, and they were filled with renewed hope. And it is for that reason that we can sing, What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. The psalmist says, God is our hope. Put your hope in God. It is our painful experiences in life. It is our soul-destroying experiences and devastating reality that cause us to lose hope. That contributes to the fading of our hope until our hope no longer exists. The reality of COVID-19 in the world around us makes us to say, we hope that all our efforts will flatten the curve, stop the spread of the virus, and we hope that a cure will be found. Our hope in this challenging situation should firmly remain in our Redeemer and our friend Jesus Christ. Does not matter what our reality is. Jesus is on our way with us. There is no reason for us to turn to fake sources and even false sources for refuge, false sources for upliftment. Jesus is on his way with us. Our Redeemer lives. We know that our Redeemer lives. God intentionally allow us to go through difficult and painful and soul-searching and soul-destroying experiences. It is those very experiences that draws us closer to God and rekindle our joyous hope within us when we taste that victory. And so whatever we what and so whatever struggles we may have today, whatever causes us to lose hope, whatever doubts we may have about the current situation of lockdown in South Africa and around the world, however dark the situation may appear to us, however insurmountable it looked to us, however insoluble the problem may stood before us, our Redeemer love. Don't let the situation overwhelm you. Don't let the situation overtake you or shake you up. Put your hope in God. Jesus calls us and Jesus call on us to believe in him and he will grant us the Holy Spirit to live with a newfound sense of confident assurance and hope. Drawing us closer to him, God is saying to us, God is saying to South Africa, God is saying to the whole world, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Jesus Christ stayed with these two brothers until their state of hopelessness were transformed into a joyous and a living hope, a genuine hope. Christ will not let us go. Christ will never let us go. He refused to be locked away in a tomb. He's ready to invade the current human scene. He's ready to invade the human heart. He's very ready to invade the human situation to bring us peace, to bring us calm and to bring us hope. And those of us who has walked away with Christ know time and time again that Christ turns hopeless situations 
into situations of hope. And that is why we can say our Redeemer lives. He lives and He lives within our hearts. And we rejoice in His name because Jesus Christ truly has risen from the dead. He lives and is with us this moment, today, tomorrow and always. And so glory be to God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and forever will be. Let us pray. Risen Lord Jesus Christ, you are the resurrection and the life. We give you thanks for all who have loved and believed in you, those whose lives have been examples to us all, those whom we have loved but no longer see. Raise us with them to eternal life with you. In your mercy, hear, O risen Lord, accept our prayers and make us an Easter people. By your grace and for your glory, in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. There are a few questions that I want us to respond to this morning. And these questions are, Do you believe and trust in God the Father as your Father? And your response should be, I do. Do you believe and trust in God the Son as your Savior and Lord? Your response, I do. And do you believe and trust in God the Holy Spirit as your upholder and your guide? And your response should be, I do. Do you turn to Christ? Do you repent of your sin? And do you renounce evil? And your response should be, I do. We end off with, go out from this moment, once the lockdown has been over, to your daily journey through life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. <music>